Hey, <laughs> this is Grandma's Basement Podcast, where we are professionally unprofessional, and you just missed it. I let a good old burp out right before we started recording, but whatever. It is what it is. It was, it was beautiful. It was a very long one. Very, had a lot of depth. Yes, it was. Thank you. I work work really hard on on the art that art. Anyway, uh, we're just going to talk about some stuff, things that have happened in our area in the last two weeks, and maybe move on to some other things. We'll just see where the spirit leads. Uh, All right. So what's, the first, what's the first one that you wanted to talk about? Okay, let's talk about Nick Chubb. Okay, so he signed his contract. He signed it, right? Or it's agreed upon? Yep. So it's what, three years, 36 mil? 20, Which is insane. 20 million is guaranteed. And I think 12 mil is a signing bonus or something along those lines. That's what I read. That's what I read on the internet. That seems, that seems cheap, right? I mean, that seems really cheap for a running back or for any player who's really good. Well, I, I know he said that he loves being in Cleveland. And so I think he went on the cheap to stay in Cleveland. And I mean, I don't know. It's, 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 it seems cheap, but is it cheap? I mean, 36 um, million is Alex, a lot of money. Alex Caruso just signed for $37 million. In the NBA. I mean, he's he's a bum. So, I don't know. It just seems like it seems like it's really cheap now. As a Browns fan, I mean, I'm just glad he signed and sealed and delivered. And now he, now he can start running. And we're, I mean, now we can move on to the other contracts that we need to sign, which is essentially Baker, I guess. Right. I mean, you still have to sign Baker, Wyatt Teller, and Denzel Ward. And, I mean... Before before the Chubb contract, everybody has been saying that you'll probably aren't going to be able to sign one of them just because of the money issue, just the money that they'll demand. But now that Chubb went for what he did, now they're I guess they're kind of saying they have a chance to get all of them again. I mean, I don't know what the cap That'd is or how the money works out, but they can. Those are three of the main core players. If they can three more of those, like I mean. Teller is a monster and put those two together with Ward and Baker. I mean, that's our nucleus. So if we can keep all of those guys, uh, I think this guy's the limit. We just keep on going, keep on going. If Baker develops. Well, I guess that that's like, we can talk about Baker's contract. Do you sign him now based off of his potential or do you let him play this year out and see what happens? I sign him right now. I would so, be, well, as a Browns, if I was a Browns um, general manager, I think the Browns are going to be amazing this year on offense. Um, and with a healthy uh, Odo Beckham, um, with that offensive line, the tight ends and everything, I think that he, when when he starts going, it's going to roll. Um, and it's the salary is just going to go up. I mean, it, it'll probably be like 35, 40 million probably, I would think, right? A year? I don't, I don't know what. I don't, I don't really follow quarterback contracts, to be honest. Do you I know just, how much Aaron Rodgers is making? Because like, obviously he should be making a lot less than Aaron Rodgers. But I guess my question would be: Do you sign him to 
do you sign him that top tier or does he sign with that next tier down? Is I think he... you do what you got to do. I think you do what you got to do because it's a quarterback and you never had one before. I'm not the biggest Baker fan, but you got you to lock him up. Typically, that's pretty expensive. And I don't think that you're going to be trading for Deshaun Watson or anything like that. So you might as well lock up what you got. I think Aaron makes around 27. Oh, well, so maybe I'm maybe I'm way off. Uh, that's 2021. I don't know what his new contract actually is. Maybe I'm way off as far as contracts. That's that's the cap number. I don't know. Like I would say if you get him, Russell's cap number's 32 mil. I don't know. I don't know. If you if that's the case, I'm thinking maybe 25. I mean, 25 gets you with Jimmy G and Big Ben and Dak and all um, those guys. No, uh, I'm seeing Dak is making $40 million a year. Yeah, I'm talking the cap number, though. Oh. Um, let me see here. Yeah, Dak make. I mean, if you're talking straight contracts, Mahomes is at 45, Dak's at 40. Russell's at 35. Aaron is at 33. I mean, if Kirk Cousins and Carson Wentz are at 32 million, I think that's that's where you're at. I think you're above that. Well, that's just that's stupid that they make that much. I know that's stupid, but I mean, you can't pay him less than that, than those two guys. He's better than those two guys. I mean, you're a right. at 33 million. That's insanity. Jared Goff's a stud. He's, that is, he's he turning, is not a stud. He is turning Detroit around, is what I heard. Anytime that you have a franchise quarterback and can trade him to for an old guy, Matt Stafford, you gotta do it. I mean, if if he couldn't do it in the Ram system, he can't do it anyway. We'll see think, what happens. I, guess. I think Stafford was the most. I don't know what the word is. I was going to say underrated, but he's not underrated. He, I think he's going to. I think he's going to just ball out. To be oh, honest, I agree. You put him in that system with those weapons, with that coach. I mean, right. I mean, I now, mean he's been in the Lions the, the entire career, and that's been a dumpster fire forever. Right, so and he still puts up good numbers. Here. He's putting up good numbers with the dumpster fire, and now he's I in know, a like, real team. Like, but those are like fantasy football numbers, right? Right. He never really had a. He never really had a uh, complete team like he has now. No. It'll be interesting to see. Nice little pick there. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh my word! Like these guys make a ton of money. Yeah. Like, even the bad quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick's at ten million. Andy Dalton's at ten million. I mean, this is insane. That's Fitz magic. No, I know, but like, okay, so you said Chubb signed for thirty-three million or whatever, thirty-five million or whatever. Thirty-six. All right, thirty-six million for three years. Twelve million dollar quarterback is essentially Teddy Bridgewater. He got the Teddy Bridgewater contract. That's insane. You saying Teddy's not good? You heard me. He's in an epic battle for QB supremacy against Drew Locke. I don't if he can't beat him out, then 
No, I'm not saying he's good. Yeah, what a, it is. <laughs> no, I'm just super excited that they signed signed Jeb. Um, if they can if they can get Baker for a, right in that number, right in that thirty to thirty five million dollar number, there, sign him up. Let's go. Do you think he's the next player signed, or do you think it goes to like Teller Award or? I think they do Ward next, and then uh, then Baker, then Wyatt. I think that's not necessarily the order of importance, but once you get awards done, then you can kind of figure out where you're at and go from there. Sign Baker, and then if there's any scraps left, figure out what you're going to do with Wyatt Teller. Although he's going to make a ton of money too. He's one of the best guards in the league. Right. Well, that's really all I had about that. Do you have anything else? No, no. Uh, you said something about moving on to the the big name change, right? Yeah. So, right. so what was it? A couple of weeks ago, um, the Cleveland Indians then became the Cleveland Guardians. One thing that has come out of that is this um, crazy thing that they didn't get the rights to the actual name itself. The Cleveland Guardians is actually a roller derby club in uh, Cleveland. So they're going to have to negotiate a settlement with this club. I don't understand how you don't do this before. Right. And so like, but that technically the club was not or dormant or whatever the word is because of COVID, but. They like, still own the naming rights, right? Well, they, they filed for trademark four days after the Indians announced that they were changing their name. Well, that's that's on the Indians. They gotta figure. They have to look at that stuff. They could have made it whatever they wanted to. Right, and so that was that's my thing. Of all the names you could change it to, and I know they did that little stupid video clip with with Tom Hanks talking and how we're the guard. They're the guardians of the city or whatever, and the guardians of the highway because of those two things in Ohio City. But it felt pressed. Like they were trying really hard to say, this is why we had to do it. This is what we did. Like, if I don't know, that's my take on it. It felt like they had to come up with a name and they claim they did all this research and talked to all these people and did all this homework. But yet I haven't heard anybody that said they got talked to about it. Do you know if anybody even actually likes it? I mean, do you like the, the name? The name itself doesn't bother me. The logo looks like they did a seventh grade art contest and that's the winner. I, I'm the same way. The, the name, I don't care what they're called. That's fine. The logo is an embarrassment. Like you said, like it looks like something from clip art. Right. It looks from like 1995. They, it looks like they went to a local high middle school, not even a high school, a local <laughs> middle school and said, hey, we're changing our names. Have here art class come up with some logos and all the seventh graders went home and used clip art and <laughs> the free programs that you can get actually that you have installed already on your computer and that is what they did and that is what they came up with that is what it looks like to me i could have done that and i have it's zero insane. artistic ability i just i thought that they were joking i thought it was just like a joke when it came out and then you actually see all the other ones it's just worse and worse and worse. And to have those wings on it, it looks silly. I know it's supposed to represent a split finger, but that actually, That's what it, again. Is that what they said? Yeah, again, makes it worse. 
Well, what does this cliffhanger have to do with the Guardians? Exactly. I never heard like, that part of it. I didn't actually watch that video because it's like, ah, I'm done with it. The Tom Hanks video? Yeah. I it mean, it's, it's riveting. I would rather them spend money on players than Tom Hanks. I'll put it that way. Oh, like, yeah. Like, and again, like, I think there's better names out there. You could have went back and, like, I technically, I guess you could have reused a name, like the Naps or the Spiders. I felt, I don't, it, and if you're going to, and, like, so the first thing I thought of when I actually saw the jerseys is, if you're going to change your name, change everything. Yeah. Why are, why are we keeping the same script? Everything's, the, yeah, it, it and they're like, well, that was to appease the people that didn't want to change the name. I think I think it would have went over better if you just said, hey, we're changing everything. Here's our new color scheme. Here's our new name. We're moving on with life in 2022. People have been upset for 20 minutes and then kind of been, if it was a nice logo, a nice color scheme that was different, they would have been, they've been totally fine with it. At least I would have been fine with it. But this seems, like you said, forced imagination look like the owner's daughter made it or something something where something's not right it just seems weird and you know and going back so what happens if the, the roller derby team technically would i guess win out and just say no you can't have us this name so then they got to redo it all again and now you just like hilarious. now you look like a tweet i mean you look like a door now yeah i I, I don't see that happening because, I mean, when you're a minor off. league, when you're a men's roller derby team and one's a major league baseball team, I feel like there's a lot of money that can be exchanged to solve that yeah, problem. Even if it's like a million dollars, two million dollars, or even five hundred thousand dollars, it's a lot of money for a roller derby team. Right, five like twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money for a roller derby team. Yeah, but you hold the golden ticket. They announce their name. They don't have yeah. a patent for their name. Or trademark. Right. That's insane. Right. Yeah. And again, it, like, it sounds like they were scared it would leak. So they just named it, said it. And then, like, we'll just figure everything else out later. I don't know. And yeah. The, the name Guardian and the whole thing behind the naming honestly dressed. It, it honestly a little bit drives me insane. But you could, they could have made it so much better. I'm sure you've seen those things on Twitter with the, the homemade or the, the fan-made art on it. And those look pretty sharp. Like They would have been, would have been totally fine if they actually used what the statue looks like. They didn't even look, make what the statue actually looks like. They just did their own little, like you said, wings on the side of a baseball. See, it's wings on the G enclosed in a baseball because it's a split finger. It looks ridiculous. It's embarrassing. I right. cheer for an embarrassing organization. Well, I cheer for a team that always loses. I'm not sure which one's worse. At least you can wear the pirate hat with pride and dignity. I can't wear a guardian's hat with that logo on it. Could you imagine but, walking around with that thing on your head? So like, 
I know they haven't said. So, like, this is my question. So, like, and I think it, I find this aspect of it actually is kind of interesting. So, like, with coaching, so I coach high school baseball and soccer. And, like, in talking to some of the high school baseball players, like, just asking them what they think, like, that I knew were Indians fans. And all of them are like, I guess I'm going to start cheering for the Reds. Oh, really? So, like, like that's the part that I found it. Like, the young, the, your so-called younger generations, like, well, I'll just go cheer for another team because, like, the name is ridiculous. The logo is ridiculous. You don't have connection to the Guardians. You have connections to the Indians. Right. Interesting. I never really thought about that. I never really thought about the Reds being a viable option for my fandom. Maybe it should be. They're kind of in the same boat. Yeah. But I guess my question is, so, like, what are they going to do? So, like, I own a Chief Wahoo hat. What are they going to do if I wear that Chief Wahoo hat in the stadium? Are they going to tell me I can't come in anymore? I, I think they're going to have to let you in. Now, if you like come with a headdress on or something like that, yeah, they're going to tell you to stop doing that. But, like, I don't know. I think that you're probably going to be able to get in with a Chief Wahoo. I mean, we were just there two weeks ago, right after they announced the Guardians, and there's Chief Wahoo everywhere, at least in the stands. Yeah. I don't know. The team itself has stopped using it. Yeah, but I mean, the fans have it everywhere. Unless you're going to give a buyback policy where you're going to give us free Guardians gear. And even then, would you want to, like I said, would you want to rock a Guardians hat? No, of course not. I don't, need, I don't need a baseball with G-wings on it. <laughs> what a terrible idea. I, yeah, it just, I don't know. It all seemed rushed. It all seemed like they were scared it would leak. So they just threw this together on, over a weekend, not even a weekend, on a Friday afternoon. Actually, they announced it, what? Yeah, they did announce it on a Friday because it was the day after our last show. Okay, one question. If it leaks, okay, who cares? Right? What, what is the big deal if it leaks? Exa I don't know. Just In this day and age, everything leaks. Like, at least do it right. I mean, at least so you find out that the Guardians, you can still take an extra two years or not two years, two months of figuring out what logo you want to use. Right. Or at least make a logo that's not embarrassing. That one's embarrassing. I wouldn't, I don't know if I could wear it. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you look at social media, there's people that are like, you know, I've been season ticket holder forever and I am not buying tickets next year. So I guess my question would be, is for every person that's doing that, is there another person that is going to say, well, now that they're not the Indians, I am going to go watch them. You know that it is a small faction that is opposing, at least in this area. Now, I understand like the political ramifications, but it seems like most of the people, were gonna, if they want to enjoy baseball, they were going to go to an Indians game no matter what, no matter what they were called. Now, maybe people outside the city who had uh, a lot more problem with it, maybe. I don't know. But I don't know if it, I don't think it's going to affect attendance either. I mean, unless it goes down. Well, I mean, if they keep putting a crap product on the field, their attendance is just going to go down naturally. Well, yeah, they're going to have to trade Jose Ramirez here pretty soon. So, 
Jose and Bieber are going to be gone pretty soon. So then, then what do you do? Right. Get to cheer for. Get to cheer for other prospects, I guess. You mean like what the Pirates do? Yeah, I mean, no, that's okay. That's fine. It just spend I, some money, right? I, mean, I just read an article money. about the Pirates, and I hope it's true. I hope it's true. But they are saying, like, all these guys that they just got in all these trades, like, just watch out in 2023. Uh, so I, I follow a lot of, like, prospect lists because I'm a huge fantasy baseball player and follow a lot of, like, um, analytics stuff. And a lot of people like the Pirates farm, farm death and farm system. They made a lot of pretty, pretty good trades with the Yankees lately. Um, the tie-on trade was supposed to be pretty good. And then also these these little pickups that they made for uh, kind of quad A players, they they have playing time to offer. And then they also just had the first pick of the draft and they took the, the catcher from Louisville. Right. So they're they're building. They're building something yeah, we, nice. We They do this all the time. Five, three years ago, it was wait till 2021. And <laughs> all those guys, all those guys just got traded away for 2023. I guess if we're always just moving the goalposts back, there's always hope that at some point it will come, but it never does. Right. That's going to be frustrating. But a lot of people like Nick Gonzalez, although he's struggling a little bit. A lot of people like Henry Davis, O'Neill Cruz. And, I mean, I will say it was – I can't – I always say his name wrong. Polanco, our right fielder. Gregory Polanco? Yes. I believe it was him. He like they talked to him the other day in an interview, and he was like, "I will stay in Pittsburgh my whole career." He's like, "I love it here." It's a nice like as much as we hate on the Steelers, Pittsburgh is actually a pretty fun city to visit. Yeah, but if if you actually are thriving to succeed in life as a baseball player, can you really say you love being there? Man, he is thriving because he has a nice contract. That's what he's doing. His contract's too good for them to trade him. That's the issue. Right. And I will say he goes out and he tries hard. And I guess if you want to be the guy, I guess, I, I don't know if he can hold it out till 2023, he could be part of the reason they are succeeding. Yeah. I just, it just, it just was a weird statement. I thought, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But it seems like, he, I mean, the new GM seems like he knows what he's doing. So you're ahead in the right direction. They just need to start sending some money. Yeah, well, we have the Pirates and the Indians owners have the same issue. Yeah. We're always trading players. We're always trading players for minor leaguers and then trading them after they get into ARB or second year of ARB where they become a little bit expensive and then trade them to a coast team or the, the Cubs or the White Sox. Well, the Cubs just sold uh, sold everything. Yeah, the Cubs sold everybody. Like, everybody. There's no one left on that team. No. Like, oh, I, I guess Kyle Hendricks is pretty good. But from the championship team, the main people, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, right. Kimbrell, those guys are gone. Well, I guess Kimbrell like, was later at. I, it was – like, that was shocking to me. Like, I don't, I don't know if I just wasn't like – well, I don't really care what the Cubs do, but – like all of a sudden it was just like fire sale. Everybody's out. 
they're all in the uh, those three main bats are on the last year of the contract, so they all right. seem like they're going to get traded. But it's such a finality now. Like if you look at their lineup, it is atrocious. It's a train wreck. Same with the Nationals. They sold off uh, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, and now and Soto just got hurt, and now their lineup is just horrendous too. It's amazing how quickly it can turn because they won the championship a couple years ago. So that so like in saying that. I was thinking about this the other day while I was at work because I just stand in front of a break press by myself and have thoughts for 10 hours. Is it, yeah. Is the MLB kind of becoming like the NBA where you're just going to have a couple power, your so-called power teams with all the money and then all the other guys just scraping by, just trying to make a profit. I think I would compare it more to the premier league, right? Grealish just got sold for $100 million. There's only three or four teams that are buying players. Well, that's not it's not finalized yet. Uh, I think he just signed today. Uh, he's, okay. at, least he, uh, at least it's Twitter official. Okay. Because I, I, I know yeah, so, after it was announced, there's some Villa fans, like little kids that went to training, and he Grealish was there, and they were trying to talk to him and talk him into staying. <laughs> You have a chance to go from Villa to Man City. You're going to Man City, but the main thing that I'm talking about is like, so you have six teams in the essentially six teams in the right. Premier League. They're buying players, and then if you look at the Major League Baseball, you have the Yankees, you have the Mets, um, then you have the Padres, the Dodgers, um, and the Giants, kind of, and then the two Chicago teams. Those are the teams that are buying players, unless I'm missing somebody. But those are the teams that are buying players. Um, it's just kind of the same thing. We have the top six, and then everybody's kind of a, a minor league system for those top six. Right. It's really frustrating when, I mean, you're getting owned by billionaires, and they're refusing to re- to, to invest in their product. But I guess if you're in comparing it to the Premier League, you still Premier League still has those your so-called wonders where that little little guy makes it up through. I mean, that's the Rays. The Rays made it up through and have done really well. Like, that's Le- Leicester City, right? Like, Leicester City. Uh, I mean, West Ham had a little bit of success. But West Ham's still, a, I mean, they're in London, right? So they're, they're still yeah, a big they're city. North, yeah, but they're in, they're the little fish in, in London. I mean, look at, you got Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, and then West Ham. All right, so here's the question. So if you're one of these big markets like Tottenham or something like that, are you selling your best player to the other top market or top club like the rumors are with Man City? Isn't that the same thing that's going on? I mean. Yeah. Like, that's that's why I more compared it to the NBA because I feel like in soccer, especially over in Europe, so like if you have – Let's say if Harry Kane, for instance, and he wants to leave and go win trophies, you couldn't sell him to Germany or France or Spain and get him out of your league. And he's still fairly close by. Where And really, you'd only face him in the Champions League. And then, yeah, then you'd only face him in the Champions League. In theory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, Tottenham would have to qualify for Champions League. We're still in Europa. 
You have to if it's if they're offering 125 or 150, you gotta take it, right? It's Harry it's, Kane for goodness' yeah, sake. Are you saying if Tottenham has to take that money? If if Man City offers 125 or 150 for Harry Kane, you gotta take it. But you can't replace that. You 100. Who are you gonna get to replace that? There's no one uh, else like him. Are those Barca players who can't sign anymore? <laughs> right? Sign back Aguero. Sign Memphis. I mean, I would. you wouldn't need 150 to sign Memphis. You'd only need probably, what, 75 to 80 to 100? Well, I mean, there's no transfer fee, right? I mean, unless – I mean, if they can't – well, maybe there would be a transfer fee. I don't know. Well, there but, couldn't be if they're free – are they free – if they're – I don't know what their status is because they – they can't register Barca can't register them for La Liga so they're in limbo so it's, it's an unregistered player they still own them but they might be able to back out of the contracts I don't know it's such a weird situation why are they I don't understand how you could be owned by the team if you're not in contract though they're in contract they just can't get registered for the league so none of their players can register for the league none of their new players so everybody that they brought in. But Messi that's wasn't, what I'm reading. Messi wasn't brought in. He was there. But he's getting a new contract because his contract is out. But, but I don't but understand. Make any sense. Like I don't understand don't how if you're a player, your agent has to hear the rumors of that happening, right? Or don't they? Well, we all heard those rumors that Barca was in deep trouble with all of their bank loans and stuff right and that's what i thought it was like you couldn't well you can't have more debt than you are paying your players right like that's the I fair i don't fair, know the fair play or something over there so like if you owe x amount of money you can't have player contracts worth more than that x amount of money if i understand if something to that effect so you're saying that they're over their current rosters over that amount so they can't add those players because of the debt that they have essentially well i mean that's i don't know i'm not saying that i'm just saying that that's a thing because i know like tottenham was in debt and they weren't going to be they thought they weren't going to be able to sign anybody just because they didn't have any money to sign people because of the debt and then they started getting income and they covered the debt to be able to sign those players now that they brought in why don't they just sell Kane? I mean, we just let Hart go. Isn't that enough? Joe Hart? Are you talking Joe Hart? Yeah. I heard he, he went to Celtic. He went to Celtic. Good for him. I guess. He he, he, sh, he should be able to play there. I don't know. I was watching, listening to the TIFO podcast today. They were talking about that, and they said that Joe Hart looked terrible, so I don't know. Well, well he is terrible. He's never recovered from that one World Cup. Well, I mean, I guess I probably wouldn't either if I was in the same situation. That was pretty bad. But I don't know. This is such a strange it's just a strange thing where a league wouldn't let you sign the best player in the world. And it's hurting it's it's hurting itself. You think that there'd be some sort of workaround or something that they would have known before. Oh. Right? You have to be selling your players, right? They have players that they could sell. Who Barca. 
I'm looking it up. I just don't know. I just don't understand what the issue is, other than I know that they're saying the legal won't let them sign it. Financial and structural obligations. Yeah, what does that mean? Um, um, under the comp, under the comp competitions rules, the club could not register a new player until some of their wage bill has been cleared a new player a new player was that what messi became when his last contract ran out so it would be here they have too much debt they have to clear debt to sign the player so if you're barcelona and you know this going in and you sign those four players that we talked about before sergio guero who were some of the other ones i forget memphis and then you have Messi, but you know that that's happening. They had to know this before. How do you not sell some of these players? Mm -hmm. Just to clear some of the debt so that you can make headway. They're $1.1 billion in debt. Holy cow. It was so conspicuous that this comes a day after news of the competition had agreed to sell a 10 cent, 10% 10 stake. What? I don't know. This is just terrible, terrible. Barcelona's salaries right currently account for 110% of their income and therefore they don't comply with FFP. That's what it is, 110%. But like, my question is like, so they're, they're like they're, they're straight up saying there's only like three clubs that could afford him because of, Messi, yeah, PSG, Man City, and like a couple others, probably Chelsea, right? But they're trying to get Lukaku. Yeah, I don't know. That's just, what it's just that? crazy. But like, if you know you're going to be in debt, but, and I, like they're saying, like people were trying to blame, as the article I just read, they're like trying to blame La Liga for not trying to help them out. But La Liga was like, that's not our problem that you can't figure out how to get out of debt. Like, they stood firm. I think the way it sounds is there's two other clubs in the same boat, and they're all the top end of La Liga. So, if, I mean, if you budge for one, you're going to have to budge for all of them. And now you're, just digging, deep, now you're just digging bigger holes, right? Who's the other clubs, you know? No, it doesn't Is it Real Madrid, I'm assuming? I'm assuming it had. If you're talking the other two big ones, it's what, Atletico and Real? Yeah. And who else they is there? They let some people, they let some players go this season that were a little bit short. I mean, Ramos went, and the guy who went to um, Man U, I forget what his name is, Valencia. Is that what his name is? I don't know. 
Well, see, I, I mean, like, so if if Real is doing it, then they have to make Barca do it. Oh, so it's a mess. That's that's fascinating that someone can be in that much debt. I mean, in reading that article that I just read, they said that their 2019 salary number was 615 million. That's insanity. That's insanity. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of coin. <laughs> to be, I don't know. It's so different. Soccer over there is just so different than the stuff that we play over here. Like, we're talking about, like, I don't know. I right. never, until you actually look at the numbers, you don't realize how much money they're, they're talking about. That's nuts. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, PSG or. Man City, but I heard a rumor that Man City wasn't interested in, which seems strange. In Messi? Yeah. Well, if they're still trying to get Harry Kane, they probably can't take both of them. I feel like it would be either or, even though they're pretty different players, obviously. Right. And that's the weird thing is, like, they're so different. Like, they're both great, but they're both very different. So, like, like say you're Man City and you're pursuing both of them, your your whole style of play changes based on which one you sign. Oh, for sure. You can. And you already are great. Before those two guys, either one of those would step onto the field. The oh pitch. yeah, they're the favorites already without the hundred million dollar man they're out, they're putting on. Right. I mean, you have the target man with Kane kind of. Um, in the podcast I was listening to before, they're saying that it's kind of similar to how he was using Lewandowski at, at Bayern. So it would be really interesting to see kind of how he uses Kane rather than Messi, but it'd be kind of fun to see Messi in the Premier League. I don't, I think he'd get beat up. Probably would. I'd be interested to see if, let's get him over here in the MLS. (laughs) The best player in the world is coming to MLS. How about the crew? I think the crew could use a forward. The crew could use a lot of help. <laughs> they are an embarrassment to sports right now. They got, I think it was 4-2 yesterday. Just they weird. Are, they are, they Just are weird a bunch of struggles. Well, they won it last year, right? So, well, yeah. There's a little bit of grace period. And then, but, so... If, since we're talking about the crew, I don't know if you've seen their jerseys. They're gray now. Hmm. Okay. So, I first I read a study. I, I read this article about like the hardest uniforms to pick up on the field, and it's gray. And so, my question is: and Man United had a gray kit back in the day, and they actually changed at halftime from gray to a blue and white jersey when they're at a at an away field. So you knew they took extra uniforms knowing that gray was going to be an issue. So my question in theory is, and I've never thought about it, is gray harder to pick up on a soccer field with a bunch of fans? We had gray uniforms when we played indoor. Now obviously it's different with girls soccer than professional soccer being 50 feet away. But it was hard to see. It was hard to see some of the numbers and stuff. But I'm talking about being 50 feet away compared to being 
300 feet away. So I'm sure the farther you get away, or even with TV, it's tough to pick up the numbers on them. Yeah, but so like the crew have struggled this year in the gray. Oh, they wear gray a lot. So that's my like, are they struggling because they can't see each other on the field? You would think it'd just be, and now if it's white against gray, I think that might be an issue. You'd think if it was gray against another solid color, it'd be easy, but maybe but I I'm think, wrong. I think they're blending into the back, like into the stands. Like, so when you're looking down the field, you're looking for. Usually a bright color or a, or a white. Yeah. And you're just seeing whatever. I'm using Cement, hand motions. I'm using hand motions for a podcast so you can see. <laughs> So you're, you got a you got a, a wall of humans and then a gray shirt like that has to be hard to pick up. I, I kind of want to see them play. I don't really follow the MLS, so I'd like mm, to see them play. It's to hard to watch. They're... It's hard to watch. No matter the good teams too. Just because they can't pass very well, or there's no movement, or what's what's the deal? I I always like people get mad at me when I say this, but. Because everyone always talks about how it's moving up and it's getting better. When I go and watch MLS, and I I will go to a lot of crew games, I will say that. But it just reminds me of the high school kids that were just a little bit more athletic. Is that bad? So is it like a lot of kick and run stuff, or what is it? No, what is it like just not technical. I don't know. That's just what it reminds me of. Like it's getting better. I will say it is getting better, but like. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I probably am. Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. But, like, I mean, with the, the, guy, the, the guys from, like, whatever, South America and Central America that are coming in more, and there's, like, it's, I think this, there's a lot more flair. That's good. But, more flair, more creativity. That's always a good thing. I still think, like, now the more that I think about it, that is, I'm breaking ground on why the crew is struggling. It's the gray shirts. You got to get a shirt they can find. Right? You got to blame something. I mean, if if Man United won't do it, surely the crew doesn't have to. Have they talked about changing them up? Or this is just a theory, that a half-big theory that you've come up with? Well... I've been mad about it ever since. So, like, I, I don't know exact, again, I don't do a lot of research on my things. I just read half articles and then come up with my own hot, hot, <laughs> hot, hot take. So, the crew used to be yellow and black, and they took the color yellow from Columbus and gave it to the Nashville team. So, Nashville is yellow, and technically the crew can't wear yellow, allegedly. And so, they wear gray. And so they only have one color. I've seen them wear the gray uniforms a lot. I thought they had a black one. I but I I, I don't remember the last time I seen it. Why did they give their their main color away? Why would because the, the MLS hates Columbus? But why would the crew agree to that? I don't know that they had a choice. To be honest, you can't just steal somebody's color. The soccer don can do whatever he wants. 
That's insanity. The soccer don would be the MLS commissioner. Check out his Twitter. It is. I think it's the soccer don. Are you serious? What a tool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we covered a lot of different subjects today. Yeah, I wish I knew more about that messy or the messy Barcelona thing, but it seemed like I figured it out then when we read the articles a little bit better. But it just seems like a cluster. But I'm right, interested but in see like, what happens to other players. Yeah, like if all those other players are going to be on, like who's Barca are going to have left? Dembele. Are they going to be playing with the B team? <laughs> that would be interesting if they would get relegated. Do you think like? So I've always had this theory in the Premier League. The Premier League would never let, like, one of the top six get relegated. Are you hoping that as a Tottenham fan? No, I don't think I, – I don't know. Like, I don't think it could ever get that bad because the top six are still always going to have money to go buy players. Yeah, it's kind of set up to protect them a little bit. But – like, I always wondered, like, what would happen to say Tottenham or a man you is sitting down there? Because if they would drop, think of, I mean, the Premier League's just going to lose a ton of money, too, not just the team. It would almost be impossible, right? Unless it would be almost a Liverpool thing where everybody gets hurt. Or, it, I mean, I guess, you, what was but, it that thing about with Rangers? Like, they, they demoted Rangers in the Scottish, right? Yeah, that, was, Scottish. that was for... Uh, but I'm saying it's the same thing. It's it's kind right. of the same thing. It hurt the league. But they but, made I mean, it back. That was, for different, that was different for different circumstances, obviously. But yeah, I think that would be devastating to the league. That's one of your bell cows. Right. And you, you really got six of them, and that's about it. Because, I mean... I get. I don't. I, I mean, now that I think about it, I don't think they would. Because, like, I was just thinking. Do you remember? Because, like, now if you win the FA Cup, you get a Europa League spot in the Premier League. And the year Wigan won the FA Cup and got relegated, so they're. <laughs> playing playing in the Championship League and in Europa because they got relegated. What what a crazy combination! Right, and I think they maybe, just go on like a special run that they just or had like the perfect matchup luck. Well, I, if I recall, I thought they beat Man City in the championship game, in the FA Cup championship game. I forget. I remember something. Wasn't that on the All or Nothing? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think I think I remember a Wigan game. I I saw Wigan play. I think they. I think it was them. They came to the old Columbus Crew Stadium and played the crew. They dominated? No, they did not. <laughs> I mean, it was a bunch of B-teamers B out there running around for both teams, and it was I – just, I just remember the Wigan goalie, the backup, didn't have his name on the jersey, and we were right behind the goal, so we were like, we know you're terrible if you don't even get to have your name on your jersey. <laughs> That poor guy's just trying to collect a paycheck. Are you give him a hard time. He laughed. He, yeah. turned around, he turned around and gave us a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 
All right. Well, you have anything else? No, let's get out of here. Thanks All for right. listening. Yep. We'll see you. Peace out.